today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and the CEO of Vacuumant, who sponsored this fine program, uh, is with us once again. Adam, good to have you with us again. Oh, it's great to be with you, Bill. It is. Uh, I, it is. It I, is always exciting. I love Fridays. You know, it's. Well, I mean, it's always fun to be with you when we talk tech on days like this. All right, but I'm just a little bird tells me that this may not last too much longer because Hollywood is calling you. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little background information here: uh, multi-talented Adam Oldfield does probably the best Chris Farley imitation. Chris Farley, the late Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live, and Tommy Boy, and some of the great movies. Uh, you you act more like Chris Farley than Chris Farley, and uh, and I know somebody's apparently doing a doc of something about this, and and they've reached out to you of all people. This is fabulous news. It is. It's actually really cool. Uh, you know, you're right, Bill. I mean, uh, I, I do I do a heck of a Chris Farley, or Chris Farley is is like me. I'm older than Chris Farley, so I think I take precedence now of seniority. But uh, uh, I got a call this past week, and uh, I got my call back. And uh, first they found me online, found I was doing a comical little bit of a, a Chris Farley impersonation. And um, anyway, I sent in a, a, my headshots and I did my quick little bit. So uh, anyway, I'm in the final call in. This could be interesting. It's it's a documentary. I don't know much more other than it's going to be about Chris Farley filmed in, in Toronto. And uh, it's, it's, it's a couple of days. And if I do get this opportunity, not only will it be Tech Talk with Bill Kelly on Fridays on 900 CHML, it will be a highlight of me sharing that I will be impersonating one of my one of my heroes. Uh, I think uh, somehow we have the same genes, Bill. I don't know. We've got the same good looks. I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I can tell you that uh, when they did, you know, when they did reach out to me, I want it to be clear all those days for the last year that I've been eating Doritos and enjoying my cupcakes, this has now paid off. It is it is a testament that there you, go. you it's, don't it's all have been, to. It's all been training for that, hasn't it's, it? it? It's been a focus. It has been difficult, but I'm glad I kept kept my weight to the status it needed to be, Bill. <laughs> well, good luck with that and keep us posted on this. And please, whatever you do, uh, don't dump us for David Spade, okay? Uh, just Let's just keep going. We got a thing going here, too. Uh, we've been talking for months now about real estate booms and, and the zooming prices and things of this nature. And, and we're talking about physical real estate, actually buying plots of land. Uh, but we also understand that uh, the, the digital uh, market is, is just going nuts these days. And there's a huge purchase this week. Yeah, this is, um, you know what, I mean, this really obviously lifted when we heard of Facebook's new branding called Meta. Um, I mean, it's it's not Facebook that set the groundwork on this. This has been around a while. Um, so Decentraland is actually a location in the internet, in a metaverse, uh, so to speak. And it is a isolated environment of where you can buy uh, digital real estate. Now, this is nothing new that real estate is getting purchased. What made the news was that uh, a, a piece of property sold for 2.5 million U.S. dollars this past week. Now, uh, again, this this is very hard for people to kind of grasp. So, I wanted to take some time, Bill, to kind of you know hopefully explain it so people can maybe comprehend what is this and why does it exist. Mm -hmm. So. Um, first of all, it is a uh, think of it as putting on a headset or a virtual headset and you go into this virtual world. If you happen to see a uh, blue shirt guy or uh, with Ryan Reynolds, um, you know, where it's a virtual video game environment in a world, this is very realistic. That's what this metaverse is. So um, there's properties within this digital environment 
And it's set up under uh, NFT, non-fungible tokens. And we, we talked about that before. So Grimes, uh, Elon Musk's ex, ex-girlfriend, wife, she sold a art piece for uh, millions of dollars, $5 million. Um, you know, there's been toilet paper with flowers on it by Charmin that was sold uh, for $5 million. These are digital video, digital uh, photos, digital art pieces that are unique, meaning they can't be copied and, and you know, pretended that everyone has a copy of this. So um, these little virtual worlds are being set up for a couple reasons. Number one, lots of art pieces are being uh, uh, purchased for millions of dollars. Where do you show them? If I owned a unique piece of digital art, Bill, I couldn't just email it to you. You have to see it in its natural form. Just like mm-hmm. if I had a Monet, you'd have to go to an art gallery to see the original. So this is what these virtual worlds are. So you get into this virtual world and there's big things going on in here. So the property that's being purchased is by investors. Um, and again, this isn't cryptocurrency, Bill. This isn't like someone paid two and a half million US dollars. That was the value of it in like Bitcoins or otherwise. But companies like Atari has bought up property in this digital world called Decentraland. They're building a virtual arcade, old school. We're talking Pac-Man, Asteroids, and you walk in to this virtual arcade as if it was the 80s. Adidas has bought land where they're showcasing unique digital versions of their shoes, meaning say they design a shoe layout. So um, this is, you know, again, it's kind of neat to think about this when you when you put in a perspective that if you and I wanted to go visit the uh, uh, Adidas prototype shoe of Michael Jordan, um, that's actually Nike, but uh, imagine we wanted to see that prototype. You and I can now go look at it in this virtual world. So um, I also want to preface this with a, with a final point. This metaverse we keep hearing about from Facebook and everything else and real estate getting purchased. I mean, it's more expensive than it is to buy a house in Hamilton these days. Um, But this is really what the dot-com world was. If you remember in the 90s when everyone was buying up dot-coms, I think it's a bubble. I think it's a bubble. I think it's going to burst. I think everyone's jumping into this digital game. Because the cost of crypto uh, currency is so high right now, it is driving up the price of real estate in this virtual world. So again, why would this exist and what what is there? If a website's super popular, kind of like Google, you go to Google, everyone uses Google to search. That's what everyone's fighting for. They want to find a unique environment that everyone's going to want to visit. And that's why you're hearing a lot more about these digital worlds. As it becomes popular, as as plots of digital space get sold, it becomes now the the you know Disney World in in the digital environment where you can go into this world. Millions of people will come to it, and you'll be able to see unique art. You'll be able to play video games. You'll be able to experience unique digital environments. So this, I hope clarifies a little bit about what's going on in the digital world. Uh, Variations on that theme, too. There's some news from Apple uh, promoting this new iOS. Uh, A lot of concerns about encryption. And, and, well, maybe explain what Apple's doing first, and then we'll move on to a couple of other things on related topics. 
Absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, when we talk about encryption and otherwise, VPN, virtual private network, and, and we talked about that before in the show. If you get a virtual private network, it allows you to hide your IP address, meaning that no one knows who you are. They can't see what you're shopping for. They can't see uh, where you're located, but it also gives you the ability to pretend to be somewhere else so that say you'd be able to watch Netflix in the USA. Well, Apple is promoting security and there's been a lot of confusion with the latest announcement of their iOS. So if you just got the new iPhone, you just upgraded your software, you might have heard in the media or you might have read Apple is now promoting full security. It's called iCloud Private Relay. The, the thing about that is it gets misconfused. The, the misinformation is that it is not a full virtual private network. And why I share that is because there's a lot of things you have to keep in mind. Number one, you can't visit a website in any other browser other than Safari, uh, like if you use Chrome or Firefox on your Apple, it is not protected. You have to use uh, Safari. Number two, um, the other apps in your software are still subject to be uh, uh, knowing or, or knowing where you're going in your IP address and otherwise. So these are all these are all things I want to share, Bill. That Apple is not a hundred percent. Uh, giving you that security. So if you're thinking, I got an Apple, I'm fully secure, no one's going to track me, no one can follow me, I just want to give some clarity. It is not 100% that's the case. Uh, you want to get a proper virtual private network. Uh, Apple is very, very secure, but it is not going to give you all of the features that you would expect or think you were getting from your privacy with your Apple device. Yeah, but it's impacting so many other areas of the business, too, as, as you talk about security. Uh, you talked to us a little while ago about Facebook and Instagram, and they had some some proposals that they want to move forward. And they hit the pause button right now, too, because of some uh, security concerns. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is where we're, we're talking about encryption and Facebook and Instagram have promoted WhatsApp, which is also a body of, of Facebook or Meta, as we will. They've been talking about the fact that encryption is going to be secure across all messaging platforms. And that was promised bill and not only five five months ago but while mr zuckerberg was sitting in front of congress stating that facebook messenger and instagram are going to be encrypted end to end and we promise that we will be securing the privacy of those that use our our, our communication that has now been announced this past week that they will not have encryption meaning it is going to be tracked. It is going to be monitored. Everything you say can and will be used by Facebook. Uh, it is going to be used for advertising purposes, and they won't encrypt it until the year 2023. Um, they didn't give much detail to that bill other than we're not able to provide that encryption promise until a year from now. So keep that in mind. If you're using Messenger, using Instagram, 100% that thing is being crawled, tracked, and used for advertising reasons. Uh, hack of the week. I, I got to get into this. And this is going to be bad news for Andre de Grasse, uh, the, the Canadian sprinter, the Olympic champion. Uh, GoDaddy is, is, is the focus this time. Wow. And they got whapped hard. GoDaddy got hit. One million user accounts across North America were exposed. And one of those areas was their private passwords. Now, uh, if you do have a GoDaddy account and you do have a very secure password, you might be okay, but you will be likely getting a notice from GoDaddy advising you that you're going to want to go in and change your password on there. If anything, it's already available on the dark web. So uh, if you want to know if you've been hacked or your password is now susceptible, you probably want to go in. If you have a GoDaddy account, change your password. That's the moral of this point. Hack of the week, 
GoDaddy. We talked this. I know that security is always going to be an underlying theme with so many of the things that we talk about here, uh, but also about efficacy of the of the form itself. And uh, you, you wanted to talk about Netflix, which I think is fascinating. Uh, you told us about when you went on Disney Plus uh, when they came online uh, that you thought this is great, uh, this is fabulous, and then they shut down for a week because it was just they were overwhelmed. It hasn't happened with Netflix, and it, it's not because people are bailing out on them. And I mean, they're, they're as popular, if not more popular than ever. What kind of magic are they spinning that they haven't been impacted by this? You know what? It was funny. I brought this topic up, Bill, because someone had said to me, I guess, uh, in the last week, there's a lot of streaming. HBO's online. We've seen it with Shaw. We're seeing Rogers. A lot of a lot of devices are coming on. And you're right. I did. I was I was very frustrated, Bill, over Disney Plus. And you're right. I had a little mel- mental meltdown, first world problem moment. And it was, uh, you know, how dare you, Disney? You're supposed to be the biggest. And, I, you know, one of the questions I was asked uh, was, you know, has Netflix ever been offline? Now, Netflix has had its problems, but not ha- it hasn't had its streaming system go down like other streaming devices. So anyway, I did a little investigating. And if someone wants to know why or how, first of all, Netflix has invested, Bill, over a billion dollars in their streaming systems. That I mean, a billion just on the streaming. That doesn't include the software, the licensing. I'm talking about just wires, lights, hard drives, uh, and they've set them up very strategically across North America and the world for that matter, because the closer you are to the server, the faster it is able to get to you. So Netflix has done this phenomenal way of creating a three-tier system and it can determine how your device is connected. Meaning if you're on a slow internet connection, it will it will lower the, the bit rate, looking a little blurry, but it will still play. And ironically, if you've noticed, sometimes you might be in the north or you might be on, I don't know, dial up for that matter, or you might be you know watching from a, a 3G cellular connection, you might be looking at it going, yeah, I can watch The Office. Everyone looks like something from uh, some old video game, but at least <laughs> I can hear the voices in it and they all look like they're moving and talking. Um, Netflix has perfected the streaming tier, which none of the other devices have done. Not Disney, not HBO, not even Amazon Prime. They've got close. Amazon Prime's close. But that's the reason. If you're ever wondering, geez, Netflix always seems to work once it's up and running. It's either your internet provider that's the problem, but it's never usually Netflix. And they have a proprietary capability to run streaming services. The reason I share this with you, Bill, is that this is a reason, another reason why Netflix continues to be one of the top leaders when it comes to streaming. Um, You know, and I'm sure we heard about this on entertainment, but the latest uh, movie uh, that came out with Ryan Reynolds, I mean, they've reached 277 million views and it's only been out for 15 days. I mean, that is amazing when you talk about a program and a network as big as Netflix. Yeah, I know. And I watched it. I was one of those people. And, uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't pay 14 bucks for it at the theater. But it was it was entertaining. And that's that's good. That's And that's what he's doing it for. Listen, this is Black Friday. And I know that we always talk about uh, what's going on on Black Friday. It's it's different. I know that uh, the, the numbers indicate that it's going to be a much better Black Friday than last year because a lot of stores are open. A lot of the shopping is going to be online. We keep hearing stories about supply chain problems and, you know, the bargains aren't going to be there. And I know you do a lot of research on this. And uh, one thing that has remained consistent, of course, as we found out, is the electronics are still near the top of the list for people that want to find some stuff to buy for Black Friday. Uh, And there are deals out there. They may not be, you know, cheap, cheap, inexpensive deals, but you want to get value for your money, too. And I know you found some stuff that, that people might be interested in. 
Well, yeah, for starters, I want to just be clear. I talk about the latest and usually the most expensive products when we talk tech talk here, yeah. Bill. And, and you know, and that's great and dandy if everyone's got like money burning in their pocket. Um, however, realistically, uh, like my mother, I mean, I, I, I know she's she just wants to talk and text and get a photo. I, you know, and many people just want the simplicities of that. So uh, instead of the $3,000 iPhone or the $3,000 Samsung, I wanted to share that this is not even a Black Friday deal. This is a deal. It's a Moto G, which is an Android device, but brand new. This is a great phone. It's a great phone with a mid-level capability. It's got 50 megapixels as a camera. That's more than enough to get right down to the to the small pupils of your eye, if not anything to look at the skin tone of your of your of your of your face. But it's got 3 days of battery life. All of this for, for less than $250 Canadian. That's a brand new Android phone. They're probably going to be able to get uh, a, a longevity out of it if you put a case on it. And I share that with you, Bill, because data and, and internet is not going down in Canada. No matter what the Liberals promise, no matter what the NDP may say, it is not going down. So I encourage that if you can, try not to do one of those financing deals on your phone um, where you package it in and you're in those two-year plans. This is a great option if you want a phone for $250. You can take it anywhere you want. It's available on Amazon, Best Buy, whatever, any of the major online markets. This is a great solution for somebody who wants a nice size screen, a three-day battery life, and it still gives you the quality of what you need to make it function in today's software uh, expectations. There you go. There's your Black Friday deal, folks. Uh, we're out of time. Thanks, as always, for this, Adam. Have a great week. Uh, this is uh, something we do. It's called Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Vacuum Man. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.